an inside look at the restaurant industry and entrepreneurial insight to help you succeed. It's the Paper Trails Podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply. All right. What's going on, guys? This is Nick Calgaramitros with the Paper Trails Podcast. We're back at the, back at it again. Episode 13, we are super pumped to have Chris Cloudin. 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 Chris Cloudin from the 7th Street Market um, here with us. Um, 7th Street Market is a client of ours and um, unique customer, actually. Um, and we're super pumped to um, let everybody know more about 7th Street Market in Uptown Charlotte. If you guys are listening in and wondering what is 7th Street Market, we are in Charlotte, North Carolina. And as you guys know, our podcast kind of um, features and, you know, all about the restaurant industry, food business, entrepreneurs, startups, you know, um, even people that just want to excel in their field, you know, how they got there, you know, things like that. And so, um, Chris, super pumped to have you on. And so I know we've been working on, on getting this together. But, um, but yeah, Chris, I mean, um, I guess first and foremost, let's do a little little background, a little soft intro. Tell us, where are you from? You from Charlotte or no? No, no, I'm a damn Yankee. Okay, where are you from? I grew up in Buffalo. Buffalo, New York. Okay, did, some of my did. customers are from Buffalo, Um Steve and Jim from Bizante Pizza. Have oh, you, all right. Yeah, have their you stuff eaten? is good. Yeah, so, that's legit. Yeah, they they they. Um, we did a podcast with them a few a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, and um, yeah, they. I didn't realize Buffalo had its own style of pizza. Oh yeah, and so um, so they wanted to bring that down here, and you know they've done well. They got a couple locations, um, Indian Trail, Matthews area, then one in Uptown, but um, Buffalo, New York. Okay. Yeah, I grew up in cool. Buffalo and. I graduated from high school, went down to New York City for college, and uh, between college and starting my career there, was in the city for probably about 13 years. Okay. Did you enjoy that? I did. I loved it. I loved it. I, I just got my first taste of New York uh, last year. My cousin lives in Long Island, and he works at a really high-end um, Jericho area, really high-end, you know, steakhouse Um um, Bryant and Cooper Steakhouse. It's a half restaurant, half, um, I guess, meat market, tri-aged uh -huh. meat, just very, very high end. Like, you got to dress up and look nice when you go in. So I went and visited him and did a little tour of the city. Um, so, but anyways. Yeah, fun city. I had a great time. Uh, great experience. I uh, I worked for the city of New York for about 10 years. Okay. So, yeah, how was, I'm, how was I'm, that? I'm working in food and food and retail, but I started off in Parks and Rec. So. How, how was part? How how was that? Did you did you like working for the city? Oh yeah, it was a it was a great time, great experience. Um, learned a tremendous amount, met a lot of really good people. Um, Ten years of doing mostly on the recreation side, okay. so programs and events and activities, all five boroughs, and then eventually. The last six years that I was there, I was the chief of recreation in Manhattan. So I had the borough and 14 rec centers, I think it is, and, you know, 150 or so people that worked for me. And again, it was running the buildings. It was, we had swimming pools, we had weight rooms and running tracks and basketball courts and after school programs and all sorts of different adult and youth and senior programs. So. Wow. Yeah, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. What what years is this? Like when uh So that would have been August of 96 through um we moved down here in April of 06. So Gotcha. Okay, you said 96 to 06. Oh, so you were there 911. Was there 911? 
Yes, I was. Like, not to get off topic, but how like how was that? That was, uh, uh, I can't really put that in the words, honestly. Um, I can't imagine. We had facilities down in that part of the city that, that were kind of in the in the, the fallout zone uh, in the beginning. There was just a lot going on. I, I, they, I remember they shut down the city. They shut down everything below 14th Street, even train service to provide, to try and provide, uh, or prevent really any additional vibrations or activity that would impact, you know, the, the buildings and structure, the buildings the structure. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it was, um, wild times for sure. I'll yeah. never, never forget the smell that hung in the air throughout the city for what felt like months. Um, you're the but, first person I spoke to that was actually, I mean, I was old enough to understand. I was a sophomore in uh, high school mm. chemistry class. I remember walking in and hey, the TV's on, and they never had the TV's on. You yeah, know, right, I, mean? right, right. I don't, I don't know how schools are now, yeah. but you know, this is 2001. Yeah. obviously 2001. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, you know, I remember where I was. I remember how that that initial day, how it all unfolded, and where I went, and what I did, and um, I had to get down to my. My at, at the time, my girlfriend, now my wife, her place, and the only way I was able to do it was because I had an official vehicle, and so they let me through. But, um, yeah, I remember pulling up to my office and heard the broadcast, oh, a plane crashed in the World Trade Center. They thought it was a small plane, small plane. just a yeah. small, like, Cessna or something that had yeah. flown off course. And yeah. then I get up to the office, and everybody was in my office looking at the TV in my office, and I'm like, what in the world's going on? And then just slowly it just... It all started to happen. Traffic, nobody could move. Everything was locked down. They shut down access in and out of the island. So yeah, it was wow. it was surreal times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, um, but it was quite. It was cool to see how the city responded and how people kind of rallied around it and they cleaned that up and moved on. And um, but yeah, that was that was about halfway through my time. So definitely part of it. Yeah, that's for sure. So. So yeah, so then uh So then we were looking for, you know, we we were there like I said between school and and work. It was probably like I said about 13 years and we just got to a point my wife and I trying to figure out what's next. Sure. You know, what do we want to do and we both got talking about making a move and uh we both said, "Well, whoever finds something first, we'll go." Well, she found something first and we wound up in Charlotte. Nice. What what industry did she work in? So she got an, a job offer for uh Alston and Bird and she was the re- recruiting coordinator. Um for for the firm and so that's what brought her down here and then uh she's moved she moved on she was at 3d systems in rock hill for a little bit now she's working with the remy group out in uh, waverly nice nice and your family's still up north no uh well we've got some yeah we've got some but my once we moved down here and then we had our kids my parents moved down here my sister moved down here my mother-in-law moved up here from dallas texas so so we've got uh we've got some family with us now nice you like charlotte yeah, yeah, we like we we love Charlotte. We've got two kids, and um, you know we love exploring and getting out, and you know being so close to the mountains, so close to the beach. True, we're going to the beach next week, so I'm nice. looking forward to that. You so you moved down here what year? Oh six. So you've you've seen the growth of Charlotte. Yeah. Oh yeah. I it's, mean, fourteen years. It's. I mean, I don't want to say different place, but it's a different place. Yeah, there's there's a lot different now than what it was then. Absolutely, the the growth has been really fun to see. So it's a. Uh, you know, from from just the way uptown's grown, but but the the suburbs and how they've changed so much, and even the food scene, the culinary scene has even in the last five years, the culinary scene has grown tremendously. So that's been fun to see too. I think so. I mean, uh, you know, being you know my dad owning restaurants, and then 
you know, me graduating college in 08 and the market not being good and, you know, starting the, the paper company with my cousin, you know, um, you know, 12 years now, I've kind of seen, you know, I mean, granted, I live north of the of the city up in Salisbury, but, you know, I travel and go all, the, all over Charlotte. And I mean, I don't want to say we're a foodie city, but it's definitely getting there. I mean, I don't what your thoughts. I think so. I mean, there's there's a lot more local flavor now, for sure. I mean, you've got a lot of local chefs and local, you know, restaurateurs that are here and are really making their impact. So, um, yeah, I definitely think it's, you would say it's a foodie city. So yeah. you're getting more recognition on the James Beard scene with people too. And that, that always helps. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So, so, um, when did you start working with uh, seventh street market? Tell us a little so, bit about how, how did, how did this pan out? So, uh, when we moved down here, my wife started working and mm-hmm. I didn't work for a little bit and started volunteering around town and, uh, wound up volunteering with the Charlotte sports commission. Okay. Helping out with some events that they were doing that one turning into a job opportunity for them. So I was between, so the, the Charlotte sports commission then later became the Charlotte sports foundation, which, which does what? what is it? So both or well, both organizations at the time, the, the, the Charlotte sports foundation didn't exist. It was Charlotte collegiate football and they were all about the Belk bowl and you know, the predecessor to that. And now the Duke's Mayo bowl. Um, but then also the ACC football championship, the sports commission where I was, was just there to help professional youth, amateur sporting events, collegiate events. And so we would be a resource. We could help organize organizing committees or um, just make connections in town for people that were new to town or, you know, looking to create an event here. We'd help uh, with the Charlotte Regional Visitors Authority and their CVB, the Visit Charlotte folks, and try to recruit, help them bring events into the region, not necessarily just Charlotte, but it was really, you know, Mecklenburg County and beyond a little bit from a regional standpoint. Mm-hmm. So did that for about seven years. Um, then it became the foundation and the focus really became more college football with the bowl game, the kickoff game and the ACC championship game. Which is huge down here. And you oh, know, yeah. for, for people listening to this that aren't, you know, this area, Carolinas, Clemson, you know, Georgia. I mean, this is like Georgia. This is Tennessee. I mean, Virginia Tech. Yeah, Virginia you get Tech, all those folks. Right. They travel well. There's a lot of alumni already in town. So, yeah, absolutely. There's And here's, I didn't even realize this, Chris. There's restaurants and bars that are certain, yeah. like, um, like associated with certain schools. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, we started picking up some clients, you know, and they're like, yeah, can you make us – you know, like a Carolina blue, like, you know, cup, you know, because we're a, we're an affiliation of uh, Chapel Hill. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, one of the owners is an alumni and, you know, we are the official restaurant and bar of, Cha- oh, oh, okay. I didn't, right. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's no, wild, isn't it? No clue, yeah. no clue, you know, but. Um, yeah, it's fun. I mean, that's, so you've got that. I mean, they, they do all their, a lot of their game watches and milseling football and basketball. And, uh, but then on Sundays, a lot of those bars flip and they become NFL home bases for teams too. Okay. So from Buffalo, I've found there's a few, there's a few Bills bars in town and nice. you go in and it's all Bills fans and every I, TV has got the Bills game on. Maybe one would have a Panthers game on. I, I would assume that Bizante has the, because they had Bills Mafia little like, uh, <laughs> um, which I get, is that what the fans are called? Yeah. Bills, Ma- Bills okay. Mafia. I, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. but anyway, interesting. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you did that for a little short time. Did that for about seven years. Um, and then, uh, the opportunity at the, at the seventh street public market came along and, uh, I, I joined there a little over five and a half years ago, I guess. Did so, you know anything about seventh street market before? 
I knew a little bit about it and I was familiar with the space. So previously it was Reed's Fine Foods. And so our offices for the sports commission used to be in the arena. And so every once in a while I'd walk down the light rail and go into Reed's and get some lunch. And then the market went in. I remember walking into it a couple of times and thinking, oh, this is a cool little space. You know, what's this all about? And so the whole the whole place was a restaurant, Reed's? So no, it was uh, Reed's is, um, you know, the one in there. This was their biggest store. They were there in 98 through about, I think, 2010. Okay. Um, they had a deli, a butcher, seafood counter, but you could also get groceries there. But it was one one store. like it was One, yeah, one store. Okay. It, it wasn't a collaboration the way it is no, now. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, 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 not at all. They had a wine. They had a wine bar. They had a little coffee bar. You know, dessert place. Um, but then you could get groceries okay. as well in there. So it was a mix of. It was like a Whole Foods before Whole Foods down here. Okay. Is kind of how I like to think of it. Um, so, so the space, the, the market's been there for a little over eight years. Okay. Uh, we were created to be a. We're a nonprofit organization that was created to be a small business incubator and to provide a space for local local folks looking to launch a, a, a business concept in the culinary space. Um, so that's what we've done. And we've had probably close to 40 businesses since we've, since the market's been open. Nice. Um, we've got 14 right now. So it's a, it's a good little mix. Um, pre COVID it was even better. Um, sure, sure. you know, we're, we're making things work right now though. So, um, okay, so you start, you know, uh, 2012? So what was it, that? That was 2015. I would start, I started. Oh, five, five years, yeah, you said, okay. Yeah, a little over five years. So it was, it was spring of 2015 when I started there. So you come in and, you know, you know, is it, how did, how did you even stumble upon that? Just a connection or did, did you want to change as far as work and you just kind of? Um, I, just relationships that I had, you know, cool. was, uh was able to, you know, just work some relationships and, and, and people reached out to me to see if I would be interested in it. The, my predecessor left to take another position. Gotcha. So they were looking for a new ED and, and that's kind of how it all came about. Nice. Yeah. So the goal is, um, somebody has an idea, mm -hmm. has a vision. And so g give us some, some, um, some of the type of, of businesses that are there now. Like I know, I know you've got a, a wide assortment, yeah, so we've got a. I think we have a great variety. We've got, uh, you know, a, a mix of of prepared food and then uh, beverage, and there's a little retail shop. So I think there's a little bit of options for everybody. We've got a wine shop. You know, we've got a juice stand, a coffee shop, uh, an Italian kitchen. There's a little retail stall called CLT Find, and they sell a lot of Charlotte, North Carolina branded products and items that are made by uh, local makers. Cool. So it's really cool or they sell local honey, local sauces, local chocolate. So you can get a little bit of everything from them. Um, there's a bar that sells uh, North Carolina beer on tap or in a can. Nice. Um, you know, we've got a crepery uh, chocolate shop right now, pizza place, um, pure pizzas in there. So we'll go through that line for a little bit. So pure pizzas are pizza place, Orman's cheese shop, assorted table wine shop, not just coffee was there basically their original location. Now they're up to six, I think five wow. or six. That's awesome. Um, Pure Pizza has expanded. They have another location over on, Pla on Plaza Midwood on Central. Uh, Rico's Acai, it was their very first physical brick and mortar location. They started off in a food truck. Um, we've got a new business coming in called uh, Momo, Momo Station. Uh, he started off in a food truck as well. So this nice. will be his first, his first physical spot. Um, we have Uptown Yoke. 
and that's run by Greg and Sabrina Collier. He's a twice-nominated James Beard chef. They just opened up Lee and Louise in Camp North End. Wow. Uh, right at the start of COVID, they, they opened up a, a new place, so he's known for his breakfast. So, yeah, we've got a it's, – it's a good little – mix of folks you know we've got a little bit of a retail where people can come in and like be part of a, a wine club monthly wine club with a sort of table and josh and um a cheese club with you know ormond's cheese shop and before all this the businesses would collaborate and those two are two great examples um they would do wine and cheese classes and programming and they're still doing it they're doing it virtually so you buy a package it's 90 dollars a couple you get i think four bottles of wine and a bunch of cheese and you log in through zoom and Rachel, who's the owner of Ormond's and Josh, the owner of a sort of table will kind of lead you through the pairing with somebody from feast food tour. Sometimes they bring in someone from the vineyard of wherever the wine's from to kind of talk more in depth about that. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. They, 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 uh, they pivoted, everybody's using that word, but they pivoted uh, pretty quickly in the beginning of this to do that. So those are, I think they're still doing them every Wednesday night. Okay. Yeah. So that's that, fun. That's a that's an interesting way to collaborate. I mean, I, I never even thought about yeah. that, but shout out to those guys. Right? Yeah, for, absolutely. For, um, you know, for thinking outside of the box and, you know, I mean, listen, uh, you got to do what you got to do to keep sales up and keep, you know, things, things plugging away. And so now do you guys have any empty spaces now or no? Not right now. Okay. Um, we're, we're working through a couple of things right now with some sure. tenants to, to uh, address kind of where we are and sure. where they are. And, you know, so there might be, but we have a list of businesses and we're always, a, the interesting thing is in the midst of all this, I would say for the last six, seven weeks, we've received at least one inquiry, inquiry a week, people looking and asking if we have space because they want to open a business right now. And it's been interesting because it's been a blend between retail folks and, and food folks. Hmm. So, um, you know, we've, we've got a list of folks to work off of and stay in touch with to see what we can do. You know, if we can, if we can do pop-ups, if we can get back to, to programming some pop-ups, then, you know, we try to introduce folks that way and, and just kind of give them an opportunity because who knows where that goes. Maybe yeah. they become a regular pop-up for us. And if they do well, if they're well-received, then maybe we slide them into an open space if, if something becomes available. But we have a process for that, you know, an application, finances. We go through all that and we, and we kind of review it. We meet with the, we meet with the owners. And, and then when the time comes to make a decision, we'll try to narrow it down to two or three businesses. And then the final step is a um, – a presentation where we ask them to come in and present their business plan, talk about the market, why they want to be in the market, but then we also do a tasting with it. So we ask them to kind of present what they would serve from a menu standpoint. So I get to taste the food too. I, I, I like that. That is, that is, you know, I think, you know, I mean, Chris, I don't know what your thoughts are, but you know, I guess starting a business now and my dad owning restaurants and, you know, it's, um, you know, doing your due diligence is a, is a serious part yeah. of, and so I think having a plan, knowing, you know, knowing what your identity is, knowing, you know, who, you know, who your target market is, um, having a product that people would like. I mean, I think that's all part of it. Right. And you guys require all of that. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, some of it's through lessons learned, you know, yeah. obviously I, with my background, I didn't have a food or retail background. So I was, I was learning it as I go and I still am. Um, but it's a fun, you know, it's a fun place to be. And, and like I said, so some of that's lessons learned over, over years of being in there and just constantly trying to fine tune a process and always look to try and make things better for, for everybody. So if somebody does want, is there like, um, somewhere to reach out? Like, to, is there, like yeah, through the website, it goes okay. through, uh, goes through, uh, an info at 
email and then they all wind up coming through me and I get them and then kind of carry the correspondence from there. Cool. All right. So yeah. if we have anybody that wants to start a business, right? Yeah. Any, any kind of business? I mean, is re- retail and food is kind of. We, 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 we prefer to, you know, mission-based, it's more of a culinary, you okay. know, it's a more of a food-based business. Okay. Um, you know, but we're open to, to talking to folks and, and just seeing what their concept is, learning more about the concept. And if we can't help, maybe we can redirect them Fine. someplace else. You know, we have relationships with some brokers and, and property folks in town. So, you know, if, if we can't do something, maybe we can at least put them in touch with someone who, yeah. who might be able to help them. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's an info at info at com. They send me an email. We, we go through it, have a quick email exchange. Usually then I try to meet face to face. So we get a better idea of the person and what sure. their concept is and try to build a relationship that way. And yeah, we've got a list. Like I said, it's, uh, probably, we've probably got about, I don't know, 40, 40 or so businesses on it right now. That's a, that's a good size. Yeah, it is a good size. Yeah. So, and, and the hard part with the market is cause it was reads beforehand. So it was more of a grocery store. We don't have the infrastructure is our challenge. So, you know, we have to find food concepts that work, um, that can be creative without having a full kitchen. That makes sense. Cause we don't, I mean, you've seen, you've been in there, you've seen yep. it, right. We don't have a bunch of full kitchens, unfortunately. Um, that's why the sushi guys were always a good spot and we're so popular and, you know, uh, the pizza place can make it work, the cheese shop. So there's different ways they work around. That makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Well, you know, if we have any any listeners that want to start a business, especially in food culinary, you guys give give Chris a shout out. I mean, I, I think it's um, you know, it's a great way. I feel like to you know to you know because I I feel like the the biggest um, hurdle is some of the its cost. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and and I feel like maybe it's a very soft step into business ownership, entrepreneurship. You know, I'm I am. I am all about that. I, I love the idea of somebody, you know, taking a little bit of a risk, going out there, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would rather try and fail than never have tried and say, dang, man, I, I wish I would have started that landscape business or that right. creperie or right. that, you know. Um, but do you see, I know you, you said this twice now, do you see a lot of people with food trucks get into the market because you, you said that twice now um, with, you know, is that or is that just kind of coincidence you just that's more of a coincidence i okay. mean i think it's something we may look to be a little bit more intentional about in the future because you know the food trucks some of them are really popular and they're i think some of them are pretty successful so it could be a way for us to try and build relationships that maybe you you go from you know your your business growth is from a food truck to a brick and mortar and, and maybe we kind of provide the space for that um but yeah, those two were just total coincidences. One gotcha. of Rico's, um, Rico, somebody came in and told me about him and gave me a card and I went up and, and talked to him and met with him. And the same thing with uh, Momo. I forget how we got connected with AJ, uh, but somebody put us in touch with him. We went and tried the food. He was parked in a lot someplace and stuff. You know, they, they both just work for what we're trying to do. You know, it, it, yeah. it, it lends to the variety it lends to the local, um, you know, and then we try to help them as much as we can throughout the year with different educational resources. If there's things we can do to help make connections, you know, one, one of my observations has been business owners are so focused on putting out a good quality product that sometimes the business piece of it 
becomes more of a challenge for them. So there's if there's things we can do to help on a financial, you know, whether it's taxes or banking loans and, and put them in touch with some of the relationships we've built over the years. That's awesome. It saves them a bit of a step from having to vet somebody or worry about, well, you know, how legit is somebody or is this really worth it? And so we've got contractors and architects and um, financial folks, HR folks. So we have a list. We've built up our own kind of library, I guess, so to speak, of, yeah. of folks that we can use for the market standpoint, but then also, you know, easily make connections to our owners with as well. Which is a great point because even whenever we started our paper company, you know, I mean, I, I was 22. My cousin was 18. I mean, like how much can you really know, you right, know, at that right. age? And so thankfully we just used my dad's CPA bookkeeper and we just gave them everything because we were just focused on growing. Mm-hmm. Like we just needed to focus on sales and clients and deposits and you yeah. know some of that stuff and said, Hey, just help us pay once a week we'd go there. Okay. This is due. These are due. Okay. Sign off on these checks. And so, um, there is something to that. There is something to having some help in the very beginning. So you can, you know, as they say, major in the majors, right? Like, you know, let's get product out, let's get sales yeah. up, let's get, you know, recognition. And, you know, um, so I, I, I like that. Now, one thing that you did say was you guys are an incubator program, right? So, so the goal is to start there, right at the market, but then, you know, move on. Is that, is that, is that the, kind of the goal is that, I mean, ideally, you know, that would be the case. I mean, we have a, a couple of vendors that we feel are, you know, our kind of anchor vendors for sure. us, but yeah, the goal is, is to rotate a space and try to bring in a new tenant every, you know, ideally every 12 months. Um, probably not much more than that. Cause it's a lot of work. Sure. Uh, I, I did that once where I, I, we, we rotated spaces, two of them way too close to each other. And, uh, I don't recommend that. Um, so lesson learned. So yeah, so it's it that's what it is. I mean, and, and we know pretty quickly early on if somebody's going to be successful, if the traction's there, and um, usually we'll extend people. Like if we're going to keep them, we'll keep them beyond the initial term for a little bit longer too. Sure. And then and then we kind of get into conversations if there's things we can do to be helpful, um, to whether it's growing or yeah. uh, moving on, looking for another space. You know, if there's resources that they need. So you know, we'll try to leverage our. Uh, any of our partners, any of our friends from that standpoint. I love that. I, I mean, I, I think it's a fantastic way to, like I said, ease your way into instead of, I mean, because it could be pretty, you know, pretty daunting task to go out there and do a, signing a 12-month lease with some, you know, shopping center or strip mall or, you know, standalone, you know, yeah. building. Okay. You know, yeah, like yeah. it just, the, the, the pucker factor happens <laughs> real quick in, in those scenarios. <laughs> You know, um, you know, so I, 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 that's an awesome thing. And, and, and the support is there, it sounds like, and you guys got people and contacts. Well, yeah. And I mean, we've got great support. I mean, again, as a nonprofit, you know, we, we, we rely on, on, you know, corporate support and private support and they all support us and, you know, they're really good partners and that's, that's what helps make, uh, helps make us, you know, go day to day and, uh, whatever we can do to support them, you know, then they kind of help us with our business. I mean, the, the good thing from a business standpoint is, you know, the businesses don't have to worry about the market. We take care of the market, sure. right? Like if you're in a restaurant, well, you're, you're busting the tables, dealing with the HVAC, dealing with the bathrooms, everything that's all on us. So, um, so let's say now, now, now th- I think it's a, 
was maybe annual thing. You guys had a fundraiser, right? That we yeah, had. a couple of years ago we started a fundraiser. Cool. Um, the timing timing didn't work out uh, this time around, but okay. Saver Seventh. Okay. You know, again, as a nonprofit, we're looking for ways to just generate different revenue streams, and, sure. and that was a way. It was more like a taste of the market, you know. So you people could come in, buy a ticket, and you'd have different samples from the from all the businesses in there. Something that we we would ask them to do would be kind of go off menu. Don't necessarily do something on the menu. Get creative with it, right? Kind of showcase themselves a little. So those were fun. We did them. Uh, we did them twice, and you know now we'll have to reassess all that a little bit. When is that normally world. a certain time of the year? Normally it's in September. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so we're we're kind of reassessing a lot of that stuff right now with our our friends of the, we call it a friends of the market program for our corporate, and then um, we're looking to launch an individual giving platform as well for folks. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I was gonna so um, so obviously we probably won't have it this year, but. Yeah. But um, that's one way for people to help, right? Yeah. So if, there, if there's anybody that wants to help and, you know, and support the small business, um, you know, attending that event, you know, sampling, kind of checking that out is one way. Um, what other way? Is there any other ways that, you know, everybody listening, you know, can maybe support, you know, 7th Street Market, the nonprofit, the businesses? Well, from a corporate standpoint, that's what I said. You know, we have our we have our friends of the market program. We created that a couple of years ago. We we kind of rebranded uh, it, I guess you could say. And so that's all the, the that corporate list I mentioned. They are there are our friends of the market on that side. And then now we're working on trying to launch the individual piece. So if individuals want to give, they can do on on various giving levels. Um, you know, we've, we've researched that by looking at other markets throughout the country and see what they do other nonprofit ones. Cause there's plenty of commercial ones. So, um, so we've had good examples from, from some others that we've looked at in, in other cities. And so that's the, that's the next big push for us is to try and, and get that individual piece launched. We'll, we'll probably revisit the corporate one a little bit later because, you know, times right now just aren't ideal for us to be. Sure. Um, so we're, we're just staying in touch with our corporate partners right now and looking to kind of keep those relationships and grow what we can. Sure. And, and until you guys figure that out, stop by. Yeah. Stop by <laughs> Thursday through Sunday. Come on in Thursday through Sunday. Stop by seven street market. It's an uptown. It's right near the Coliseum. There's the light rail, right, right there. Yeah. So we're on, um, so we we're right at the light rail stop on seven street. We're on the ground floor of a parking deck. We validate for 90 minutes. Uh, we have free Wi-Fi, courtesy Google fiber. So we've got, you know, it's a, it's a good little spot to come and hang out. We've got seats right now for about 46 people inside, about 50 on the outside. Nice. Um, yeah, so Thursday through Sunday, 10 to 5, individual business hours kind of vary um, with some of them. But that's what we're doing right now, and, and we'll probably be rolling a Thursday through Sunday schedule probably through the end of the year, we think, at this point, until foot traffic changes a little bit more for us. Sure, sure. So what um – I guess maybe wrapping up here, what, what is the future? What, uh, I mean, you guys, you know, just build where you're at, maybe second location. I mean, what, what, what is to come? I mean, is there anything, you know, um, nothing that will be, uh, expanding. I mean, we, our space is maxed out. We're, we're actually taking this time to kind of take a, a critical look at the interior of the space and see, can we get a 15th business in, can we get a 16th business in somehow, you know, by rearranging some of the current space, uh, what can we do on the outside to soften it up a little bit, um, make it a little bit more welcoming from that standpoint, maybe some better seating, um, just a more welcoming environment from from the street side. Uh, we're talking about possibly a, you know, maybe maybe looking at refreshing the brand a little bit. So a lot of conversations going on. Um, you know, we're trying to just take as much advantage of this time as we can. And, and we also want to, 
develop more with develop more of an actual incubator program with the businesses so um so we can try to be even more helpful you know with what their needs are especially now you know we're working with them we don't want to don't necessarily want to lose anybody but you know it's uh we don't know what that future holds for us so we're just trying to keep them all there and drive some foot traffic in get some people in there we're hoping in phase three museums open up and and there's more visitors uptown that then leads to you know, more business for us, but then also the other the other businesses in Uptown, the other restaurants that are up there. That's a good point. It's a very good point. Um, um, I like that, you know, and I and I definitely am pro small business, pro, you know, a lot of these guys are family-owned businesses. They've saved up for years yeah. to, you know, you know, go out there and get on their own. And so I would highly recommend for everybody, go out there, eat at these restaurants, go to the market, you know, um, yeah, support, support these small businesses. Any, any maybe parting thoughts on just business ownership in general? I mean, you see a lot of small businesses. I mean, you know, you, it sounds like you interview and get a lot of inquiries from a lot of other companies that would like to come in. And so, um, I don't know, just from your, um, experience the last five years working with the, all these small business owners, what have you seen people do that works that, you know, I'm obviously you've, you know, you've had a couple of them that have gone on to, two, three, four, actually Rico Acai is one of our clients. Yeah. And so, you know, the quality bowls that you guys eat in, you know, thank, thankful, uh, be thankful to <laughs> us for that. <laughs> but, uh, nice. what, um, any, 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 um, just common threads or, you know, things that you see that these guys that are, that are, you know, a- able to expand that are doing, you know, from, from your perspective, they, uh, the, the, um, the effort and the commitment that the owners have that I see day in and day out is incredible for me. I mean, to see what they do and it's, I mean, it's their livelihoods, how they provide for their families. So to, to watch that, especially now, I mean, it, it always, it impressed me, but now to see, to see that on a whole different level almost is, um, is very remarkable and, um, makes me count my blessings and be fortunate to what I have because, you know, these folks are, they're, they're relying on us to try and help them and get people in the door. So it's, um, and the owners are engaged, you know, I mean, that's the thing, you know, I, I would, I would say that, you know, some of our more successful businesses are, um, are, our owner, our owner led from the perspective, the owners are around on a regular basis. You know, um, those, those seem to, to be the ones that, um, do well, mm. you know, um, I think consistency is a key. So being consistent with your customer service, being consistent with your, your messaging, your products, um, the quality of your products, uh, is, is also really important. But, you know, the other side of that, I would say too, is people are, um, the public are, they're very gracious when they come in because, you know, they don't have a full kitchen, they don't have a full staff. So yeah. things may take a little bit longer and people understand it. You know, whereas in the past they may not have been so understanding, right? That's and, a good point. And uh, so, to so to see the people that are coming in, you know, we appreciate the folks that are coming through, and um, and that support's great. And you know, we're we're trying to do more, trying to offer more for everybody. But um, yeah, we we appreciate we appreciate the folks coming in and and helping out these small businesses. I think um, two two things on that, Chris. I think the first thing is I think in general people are good. People are compassionate. People want to help, right? Like they want to help their fellow brother and they really do. And, and, 
Um, I think it's awesome that we're seeing people be a little more understanding, mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, yeah. maybe we're backed up a little bit. I see the, I see that guy's hustling in the back, you know, he's just, and so um, I love that part. I, I love that part where, okay, all right, you know, we'll, we'll wait an extra nine minutes. It's okay. Right. You know what I mean? It's, yep. we'll chit chat, you know, this is a good environment. The seating's awesome. You know, we'll just catch up a little bit. So I love that. And then the other thing that you mentioned that I think is crucial is just, um, you know, the, the, the present ownership of a business. I think, you know, the economy has been pretty good for 10, 10 years now, <laughs> you know? And so, you know, I, I think the days of maybe, and then, you know, plus even competition, there's a lot of places to go that, you know, so you're, you're fighting for eyeballs, attention, right, business right. dollars. Um, and so I think the days of just, you know, or the, maybe the mindset of just, you know, Hey, let me just open up a couple places and then put some people there and hopefully they treat it the way I would, you know, you know, that may not, you know, that may not work. I mean, hopefully it does. And you have, right. a, if you, right. you got good people, but yep. you know, I think being there, being present, talking, you know, um, especially put, in the beginning for the new one. So when the new ones come oh, in, wow. that's one of the things 100%. I always say is, you know, if you're, if you're going to come in as a new owner and you're, you be a new business, the more you're around in the beginning, you set the tone with your employees, you'd be able to get your standards straight you know, it's an opportunity for you to interact with the customers, kind of start to build that rapport too. And all that goes a long way. You know, we, we've um, just a, a kind of a, a quick side note with, with the, the fact that people are appreciative or open and willing to wait. You know, we've had a lot of folks coming through who, you know, we thank them for coming in and they're just, they're just grateful that we're still there, that we're mm-hmm. still open and that the businesses are still there. And we've had some people come in, like we had a, um, a family come in this weekend he said, "Oh no, well, we just ate lunch. I didn't realize we didn't realize what was in here. That's okay. We'll come in and spend money anyways." And so they went down to the retail shop to CLT find, and they bought a bunch of things and sat down with the kids, and they had popsicles. But so that's like it's that cool. So your your point about you know people inherently are good. Yeah, I think overall they are. So and and we've seen that there are people that come in and and they may not be you know even if a even if a, a certain place they're looking to get some food from is closed they're like ah that's all right we'll we'll find something someplace else and just spend some money here with you i love that i love that chris thanks for the time man Loved Absolutely. It. appreciate thanks, it you know so guys um 7th street market uptown charlotte there's a parking deck right there there's plenty of parking catch the elevators go down there's an assortment of stores businesses all types you know, pizza, sushi, coffee, anything, you know, yeah. cheese, wine, uh, acai, literally anything. And so, you know, I think it's a great way, you know, go out with some friends, you know, really, really easy date night. I mean, it's a great way, you know, you guys can, would you, you validate the, yeah, the parking. for 90 minutes, yep. You can park for 90 minutes, no charge, right? So, you know, some of you guys balling on a budget, some of us balling on a budget, right? Hey, no parking, yeah. you know. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, it's a lot of fun. Thank you so much. And, um, yeah, I love this. I love this. You know, let's let's uh, you know you know continue to to support local and um, you know hope you guys hope you guys enjoyed it. And so uh, episode thirteen in the books, we got more and more coming with you guys. And so if you guys want share, like you know do what you do. Let's get some let's get some action on the paper trails podcast. And so anyway, thank you guys so much, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Over now.